What's up, everyone? Welcome back. Episode 41 of the Real Sports Science Podcast with Matt and David. 9.30 on a Saturday morning. Matt's headed to London today, I think. Write a little farewell with some of the boys before you head out to New Zealand. I'm up in Manchester today for British Champs, which uh, so I'm in a, in a hotel until, until we head there in a couple hours. We're UK-wide. You tell me who's really working. You tell <laughs> yeah. me who's really working today. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> come along as always make sure you follow us on instagram subscribe to our youtube channel follow us wherever you get your podcast we'd love to hear from you where you listen to what you like about the show what do you want to hear more of matt take us in i'm matt he's david this is episode 41 let's go matt um new zealand is coming up quick yeah, um, good thing I planned my immigration stuff. I just sorted that out ASAP, so that was brilliant. Are you serious? Yeah. Wait, so yeah, what do you it's need? Good. You need a visa to go over there, right? Do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm on a tourist visa because I'm getting no benefit from the club, essentially. So I'm not getting paid. I'm not getting help with accommodation because if I did, then I'm on a working visa, which takes like two weeks to apply for. Mm. Um, See, so yeah, I'm, I'm not getting any anything really just usual um, usual snc things yeah, yeah mate, no, no surprise there i saw a job by the way red roses england rugby sports scientist twenty five thousand pounds imagine working for england rugby and getting twenty five thousand pounds it's mental isn't it that's actually crazy so I, i'm at seven oak school and um, the gym instructors there just got a 6% increase. So now one of the gym instructors is on 26 grand. So more. How does that make sense? More than what you'd be making if you were working for England rugby. An international. Like, <laughs> anyways. Surface level. Anyways. Surface level. That's actually nuts, isn't it? It's mental. Like, how, how are you in an in, in international sport and you're getting less than. Yeah. That is crazy. That. Like. Oh, it makes no sense. But uh, yeah, no, I don't know how I've gone on to that so quick. But yeah, leading up to New Zealand, um, just packing up a bunch of stuff. I say packing up, just thinking about packing up a bunch of stuff. I haven't packed anything or planned anything. Are you uh, are you soon. like a last minute packer, like the night before, just throwing stuff in your suitcase? Because you're you're not going, you're not going just for a little bit of time, are you? I know. Like you're going. So that, that's what months. I mean. That's why it's not too bad because then you can just pack like, you know, when you go on holiday, you want to get all these outfits. Now I'm going for three months. So at least I can just stick stuff in there knowing that I can get it washed. Now I'm going to yeah, be living there. True. So I don't take extra, extra, yeah. extra. And then I be... know I can buy stuff out there. Yeah, that's true. And where are you going to be living out there? Uh, with, um, with a guy uh, I'm, I'm randomly found on this room, room finder website. <laughs> Oh, the podcasts are going to be so interesting. <laughs> it's just going to be stories of you and your weird roommate and what's been going on. Oh, he might be a nice guy, David. <laughs> Stop trying to get me in trouble. Oh, that's hilarious. Um, but yeah, that's no, gonna, and that's going to be an experience. It's been hectic times. I've got a bunch of testing that I've been doing with the rugby boys as preseason started last week. Um, so we've done a bit of CMJ testing, single leg, right leg testing, just to check if there's any asymmetry. 
Uh, we did a Bronco, and I'm comparing that to last year's Bronco scores. Um, Bronco. Then from then, yeah, so it's like 20 meters. It's like a shuttle. Okay. Uh, 1,200-meter one, 1, shuffle. So I need to work out there. 1,200-meter uh, shuffle? You're, shuttle. you're getting them to shuttle for a kilometer? Yeah. Well, it's 20 meters back, 40 meters back, 60 meters back, and they have to do it five times. Jeez. Yeah. So got that. And then from then, I'm going to work out their maximum aerobic speed to then feed in some uh, tempos um, that they can do while I'm while I'm in New Zealand. So I'm still going to be on top of things. I'm not going to be skipping out. Yeah. How did you figure uh, out? How did you... How did you figure out the like what you wanted to test? Well, I sort of looked at all the performance um, oh, well, indicators that make up rugby. Um, so you, I, obviously the standards, you got back squat, 1RM, bench press, 1RM. But I use a um, 1RM calculator. I don't want the lads just going out for one big one big one um because some of them are old boys um so i just used their like a little calculator to work it out of their five rep max or three rep max uh then cmj we used the jump mat um we didn't have the fancy little loughborough perform like metal ones that are just oh look at me um and then i did left legs right leg um hoping to do um ooh, fms we got an fms screening that we've done um and then doing speed we got some light gates so we're going 10 meters 20 meters 40 meters light gates and then agility to finish it off so just a range of different things um and from then i will be creating a little z score to show how they compare to the best scores in the group and the average scores in the group mm. uh, but yeah so got a lot of stuff but it's difficult for timing wise because we've only got a select time during the day and i'm trying to get all these lads i've got a little van i'll post a picture of the setup here there you go. Back to it. Back to it. Never left. Um, and I've got I've got a little setup in the van, but the van's facing away from where everyone's walking in. So I'm in the back of the van, and I'm just trying to peer through the back, just be like, "Newy, get here. Come on, come round, come round." And I just have to quickly do it. But the lads are like, "Oh, mate, can we just get warm? Can we?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, get warm," and then come back, and then I lose them because they all just run off and hide. I'm like, okay. Hide in I the just, rugby then, field. And then I got to set up the Broncos, so then I'm busy setting up, so then I miss a couple of lads. So, yeah, just have missing got, little bits of data, but it's getting through. Have you got, like, more testing days to do? Yeah, so I've got next week we're doing speed and agility. Um, ideally, like, that's that's one of the difficult instances that National League Rugby or Championship or National League Rugby faces. Just there is scope to do so much testing. Uh, it is ideal to do a lot of testing, um, for screening movement purposes, injury risk purposes, and just to see if they're physiologically there or if anything's lacking or standing out. Um, and it just gives them like a nice physical profile every year or every time we do a testing thing. But ideally, we'd have like a whole set hour and 30 minutes where we could just do testing, go through and have all this data. But some lads don't make it to that training session on that day because they've got work. Some lads, it, I've got to set up other things so I can't do it. We could, don't have an hour and 30 minutes because the coaches want to focus on rugby. It makes it really difficult. So what I'm trying to do is just get there early, set up everything so as, as soon as the boys arrive, I can just get them going, you know? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Um, yeah, because usually in a professional setup, they'd be there every day. So you could take... And they have know, to. Yeah. Yeah, and they're there for more than, you know, an hour and a half. And if, if it's professional, you know, they don't have as much going on and maybe outside. So they're okay yeah. staying for five minutes extra for these. Because these, it's their only job. 
Yeah. And even though they've got kids, that's their job. So, you know, whereas these, these guys have one job. Yeah. Kids and all that. Yeah. But well, um, that's really, that's interesting. So yeah, has so it been, I'll, has I'll, been going good like, though? Or have you had to like, have you had to, I don't know, you had like your main plan that you wanted to do and you had to change things around? Or do you think that there's like, what's the, do you have like a list of priorities or like these are the non-negotiable things that I really want to get done? And these are the things that yeah. would be really nice to have. But if I need to cut something, I'm going to, I'm going to slice it off or. So that that's ever changing, really. So I remember being in one of the lectures and we went through how to conduct a proper testing day. You don't obviously start with the Bronco and then do everything else. You start with the sort of low level movement, then like low level plyos. Then you go into sort of speed and agility. And then towards the end, you obviously finish with the Bronco. Um, and ideally, that's the way I'd like to do it. But obviously, you can't. So I thought, OK, if I'm asking them to do a CMJ, left leg, single leg jump and right leg, single leg jump isn't as important. But because they're already here, I can just get them doing that straight after. So then that sort of comes as a package straight that I was able to what? do last week. Uh, account movement jump because with the jump mats already set up, they, they're already ah. there doing mm -hmm. one big jump. So then I'm like, okay, look, just stay after and then do this. So I can do that. So even though the single leg jumps aren't as important, I can package it with the CMJ as quickly as possible and utilize that time effectively. Um, speed is like a non-negotiable. So I will be doing that. Um, I just need to say, I think it's just utilizing the time. So say if I get there the same time as all the other boys get there, then I've missed about 10 minutes worth of, I'm going to be setting up and trying to make sure everything works. If I've got there and as soon as they get to the field, they do their own little warm up, they do some stuff. Then we're into sprints. There you go. I can fire through, just do two times. And then it only takes 10 minutes, you know, around mm. about that. Mm. Then yeah. I've got agility to set up, but I wouldn't be able to do that on the same day. I'd have to set it up on the Thursday training. Mm. right? And then what's good is I can sort of use that as a way to train speed, if you get me. So like before I'll do drills and then those 20, 20, 10, 20, 40 meter flying ones, that will be it. You know, mm. for the for the speed part element, I can do speed drills before that. So it's just, you just got to utilize it effectively and understand like at the end of the day, you're one part of a big, big, big chain one link of one big chain and you don't want to disrupt that chain so it, nothing's going to go perfect you just got to put your ego aside and put all your data little fantasies aside and just get as much as possible and continue rolling with it like it's not going to be as accurate i can't do like a i can't do like okay lads we're in the same conditions for everyone no one's under bigger fatigue i can't do that because that's ridiculous you know some boys are going to come in extra fatigue because they're working carpentry or doing up a house you know than others who have been at uni because they're younger or you know like even some of them were like a bit fatigued at the end of the session and i was like look i haven't done your cmj you're not going to be here next week this is the only time i can do it it's bad data to compare yourself to other people but when we're doing the left leg right leg single leg jumps i'm only comparing it to yourself so there is a benefit there so you know mm. swings and roundabouts you got to move on oh just speaking of rugby mate uh, south africa play australia today <laughs> come on the bocker let's go rugby <laughs> um but yeah <laughs> what was that i didn't understand those uh, words uh, rugby <laughs> <laughs> what's the biggest hurdle that you've had to come across doing that you've come across doing the doing the testing having the test set up i was i already came to terms with not doing it all on one day and trying to spread it over one or two weeks that was fine but the biggest that was probably one big hurdle but i managed to get over that one pretty quickly the hurdle was 
once I had set up and like accounted for that and said, okay, I will just do CMJ and left leg, right leg today. And I had some people missing off my list. Then I got told, okay, wait, you need to just set up the cones for the Broncos and all of that. I was like, crap. So I had to like stop that and continue doing it when I saw some of the lads turning up. What so you mean, I couldn't like, do their stop doing stop doing the counter moving jump because you had to set up the Broncos. Yeah. And why did you have to set up the Broncos? Because uh, it's just me and Seb really. The we're the only well then because um, the forwards coach was sorting something out like doing line out stuff. Seb was sorting out another drill, and I had to just quickly set out the cones for Broncos because we found the cones. We couldn't find where the cones were, but <laughs> it's like. Yeah, and then I saw the boys coming in, the ones I was missing. I was like, uh, I, was like I can't, I can't make. Jump. Yeah, and I can't uh, make them do a count movement jump. Actually, no, I wouldn't say that the biggest hurdle is. The biggest hurdle is um, player availability, in the sense that like some of the boys that came on Tuesday aren't here for the Thursday Bronco. So then I'm like, right. oh, do I make them do a Bronco next week? Right. Yeah. You know? Do I make? So I'm gonna actually, I should speak to Seb about that. But yeah, um, I, I just got to figure that out. And then is this, I've got is a, this like your first kind of big testing, like batch of testing that you've done? Did you do it last year as well, or did I you did kind of start a bit last year? But I was still at uni, so like yeah. I only did the Bronco part. The rest of it we didn't really do because we didn't have the facilities. But yeah, I've managed to find some of the equipment now for testing. And this year is the first year that you've like had the boys for a year and then now you're like yeah. totally in charge of testing probably trying to work with seb to see what's realistic what timeline yeah like you got to work with how much time is he willing to give to you for testing yeah and to be fair like i, I think in the past because they haven't had anyone that's done that sort of stuff yeah. um like they, they've only just done a bronco in terms of testing none no one really sees the benefit or that the long-term sort of benefits it can bring um in terms of like just having all those different performance indicators for a player how if they get injured you can bring it back so say say uh, uh, a little hamstring injury yeah obviously you can use sprints and all that but then we can compare them to their old 505 agility when they're obviously right. back to their finals you know like final stages of rehab where they're running and sprinting effectively we can see how their change of direction is under load if their hamstring can manage that and how much muscle or much how much power they've lost mm. when you know translating to a 505 so little things like that they don't have that sort of benefit in a sense would you um, say that's like the biggest reason why um, like what you would take out of this data is to have that in case something happens or is it because it, like you, you mentioned you're doing the the, fun, the FMS right functional movement screening and stuff which obviously like isn't great for like injury risk like movement screening is not great to look at mm. injury risk but then again you can see that what they are compared to what they are like if they've been injured or just like not really injury risk but what kind of movements could we possibly work on to you know, like, oh, your hip mobility is really bad because of this. Like, Yeah, it gives me, like, trend lines in the sense of, like, yeah, some yeah. of the boys when they're doing, like, a forwards, that a lot of line-out lifters, their shoulder mobility, I'd like to see how, you know, compare all the, like, second rows or all the props, the forwards, essentially. When they're lifting, I'd love to have them all next to each other when they're doing, like, an overhead squat and see if there's a trend line or all of these lads have got really tight shoulder. Their shoulder mobility is, is terrible. Or all of them on a front squat props when they're going down and hip hinging, 
you know, their hips are tight, you know, and it's like, okay, so then there's a little trend line there. Or if one's outlying, then I'm like, okay, there's, that's fine. I don't need to focus on a whole group thing. I can mm. just speak to him. But so it's, it's also just assessing their movement competency as well as the other ones using it as like a baseline for if they want, if they do get injured, but also just to see where they're at in comparison to others. Do you get me? So like, say if our, if our 11, yes, he's quick, but his change of directions much slower than everyone else's. Then I'm like, Oh, cool. He's bloody brilliant at just getting off the mark, but he can't absorb that force and change direction as quickly as the other people. So that's something we can focus on. Do you get me? So it's just, and is that important for his, is that important for his position to be able to, yeah, it's important for cutting. Say if he's, someone's done a kick and he's trying to return the kick in the sense of like he's caught it looking behind and now he needs to quickly assess and drive off. But obviously that's like once you, so like obviously 505, it's just bang, and then you turn and go. So once we've done that, then we'll develop it into a more game situation. Where what's we do a, like sorry, what's a, what's a 505? <clears throat> so you sprint five meters, back, turn, go back. Sorry, you sprint 10 meters, you turn and go back five meters, but the light gates are set at five meters. So you're just going five, rolling five, bang on the cone, turn. and then ah, So it's a rolling five and then a five yeah, yeah. from a stop. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Um, But yeah, and yeah, obviously obviously there's so much more testing you can do, but do you know what I mean? Like in last year, we only did a Bronco. So, and last year we did sprints, but it was with a stopwatch. And how's that? You know, it's not going to be as good or accurate as a light gate. So now you've got lighting gates. So you've already taken it like quite, quite up a bit, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. And even though there's like so much more that you'd love to do. I guess it's just about finding what is reasonable and what like, because I guess as well, there's no point doing a ton of testing if they're not going to use it as well. Like you obviously want then your testing that you're doing to actually be used and useful. Otherwise, you're just wasting your time and everyone else's time. And I also see it as a benefit because how much National Rugby League um, normative data do you see for these sort of tests? When you look, I tried looking online for semi-professional but there's always like semi-professional rugby league so that's a bit different position wise so it's like okay i wanted to do it just to have so much normative data for future reference as well so like when if i'm at another club or you know if i'm trying to compare with another club i can see okay this is all the data i got and i think it's nice to when other clubs go oh how like what testing data do you have and we've got an abundance they're like oh crap these guys are serious yeah yeah yeah, and, and it, it can definitely help. So how did you go? How do you go about like talking to Seb to try to get more time or try to like get him bought into what you're doing? Yeah. Well, Seb, Seb's great. Seb's great, as as we know from like episode we did with him. Um, yeah. One right here. <laughs> Stop. Um, now, nah, as as we know, he's great and he's very progressive in the sense that like he wants what's best for the team and he's open to new ideas because he's you know he's not like stuck in his old ways in a way because he's quite a new and he's, new he's done a sense, phd so. as well he's done a phd yeah, so. as well so it helps having like that kind of data driven background as well yeah massively massively so it's like you know obviously episode okay, 30 so then, so. it's episode 30 if anyone wants to go listen to our chat with seb nice who's worked with england rugby and who's as a data analyst right yeah yeah yeah, and then now so works as a head coach at at Tunbridge Stadiums, whilst also doing research and innovation at England Rugby. So, right. yeah, it's still within the setup. But um, yeah, 
So the way I went and spoke to him about it, I just said, look, I'd love to do this, this and this. Just said outright, gave him everything that I wanted to do because I know there was going to be some cutbacks. So then I thought, okay, I'll just give him everything and then he can cut. And he just said, look, which one's vital? And then I said, okay, these ones are vital. And he says, okay, um, what? just what's the benefit of doing this? Mm-hmm. Um, just simple questions. Yeah. And then you just got to pitch your idea to him. And if you can't pitch your idea, then what it lets you know that actually – there is no point in doing it. So it's right. very good. Or I haven't done my job so, properly. Yeah, yeah. So it, it sort of keeps you on your toes. So then I, instead of just and, – and I appreciate that a whole lot more if, than if he just went, yeah, mate, just do it and crack on because it lets me actually go, okay, actually, do I need to do this test? No, not really. So I can make these tests do it. And to be fair, if he said all good, imagine if I get there and I've got 50 tests for these rugby boys and they're like, <laughs> mate, jog on, right? I'm not doing that which I've already had with some tests already. So it's have you, have you? Yeah. Yeah. So one of the boys I said, can you do an overhead squat for me? He goes, mate, I'm like 40. No, no fella. No. And then just walked off. I went, you know what, mate? Fair enough. Fair enough. I'll let this one slide for you. Big guy. How fair enough. Um, So what do you do? What do you do that? That's so interesting. Cause that's something I haven't thought about at all. Like at not the top level, like this isn't, everything that they do and maybe like the coach at that point maybe at the high level if if a player did that he'd hear it from the coach and be like no you're doing testing like what do you you know or they wouldn't even think of doing that where these guys it's like it's not fun but it's also more fun than if they're doing it like professionally so, so what do you yeah, so, what do you do in that situation That's so really all the lads funny. take they take the bronco seriously they take the speed seriously um and the cmj to an extent seriously but the rest they'll sort of they'll sort of uh you know be like oh, okay i'll do it, i'll do it like <clears throat> so it's hard to get the intent there for some of it but yeah and they're if they're half-assing it as well like that it's useless then isn't it well not yeah. useless but it's you know even harder to kind of draw any any information out of that's the thing so and and so what do you do that? Yeah, what like, do you do with that so with that, like sort of this level, you've got to, and I, I said this like SNC coach, and one of my main things that I like to do is just be able to adapt to any given situation. Is it worth me biting a 40 year old guy who's, you know, like, is it worth me say, okay, let's give an example. Say there's a rugby player last season that he's probably going to play. He's, I know his movement's not going to be great. Um, is it worth me just getting him to do a squat when I know he's, He's going to play no matter what. He's hard as nails, so nothing will stop him. Is it worth me just getting him down, doing a screen, even though it will all take well, and he doesn't want to do it? Is it worth me just fighting? Instead, I can just utilize that time to be like, okay, look, that's all good, but can you just do this for me, please? Or can you just do that? And then just negotiating with him. Because I don't want to start the season off because there's so many different factors. In pro league, you know, in, in professional, yeah, I don't want to do it, but I'm going to have to do it, and he knows he will have to do it. But since we're here, it's like, he doesn't really have to do it, but I'd like him to do it. Okay, mate, please do it. No, I, mate, I'll do something else. Okay, cool. Can you do this? And then from there you work on, and then you also build a relationship with that guy because he knows that I know I can adapt to him. I won't take crap, like in sense of like, if I'm saying, look, mate, can you just hit high hips, high hips when he's doing a movement? He knows he'll do high hips. He'll listen to me because he'll trust me because it, the respect has gone vice versa because I can assess and be like, look, I know he's what his overhead squat's going to look like essentially. Mm. I don't need to make, actually make him do it. So then he'll be like, look, thanks, mate. And then from then he can trust me with other things. Right. You get me? Instead of me just being like a, an asshole and then just saying, oh, no, come on. 
please do it. Can you do it? No, come on and just fighting with him. Then other people will see it. And then that could affect like something so minor as that could affect like a little shift in the coach player sort of boundary. Or if I go to Seb and I go, Seb, mate, he doesn't want to do it. Then that even creates a bigger shift. So you've got to weigh up the different avenues you're going to take. Mm. And that one just seems like the best one at the end of the day. Um, because you know, when it comes down to it, he'll reciprocate that sort of respect I've given him just then. Right. And the, and the, the, what you'd get from making him do an overhead squat isn't worth it. No, no. Cause for, I know what like it would the, look like. You know what it looked like at the end of the day, he's not going to be there for years and years so that you could actually get like normative data on him for, you know, years to mm. come and stuff like that. Yeah. So, do you think it would? Yeah. Do you think it would be beneficial? Like, would you would you like the chance to, at the start of the season, at the start of like the um, preseason, to be able to have a chat with them, where you were like, because you would you have like a a pre preseason team meeting where the coach goes where Seb goes through like this is what we're doing this year, and also like a big part of that's testing. This is obviously the S and C coach where, and he's going to talk about the importance of testing what testing we're going to do and stuff like that. Yeah. So we, so we did do that. We did do that. Uh, but it wasn't too much reliant on testing next year. Um, I'm going to pitch the idea where the physios are in on one day and I'm in on a Saturday, the day before preseason kicks off and we do all the testing on that day on a Saturday and we make it a non-negotiable because that's the testing day. That's when everything will come in and then we can go for beers after and it will be a social side. So I'm going to try to pitch that next year. Um, but look, but what, I mean, what about what about pitching it? Like, so do you have a team meeting before anything even yeah, happens, yeah. or not really? Yeah, yeah. Where then in that team meeting you talk about the testing that's going to happen and like why it's important and like yeah, what so, value they would get from it. Yeah, hundred percent. So, so we did we did that, and um, but stuff changes. You know, like one conversation on a Thursday, you get round to next Tuesday's training, and the mindset's already shifted from that. Because one of the lads has just spent the whole day on a twenty-six degree, twenty-six degree sun, um, trying on on the roof of some house. His mentality is going to change from that Thursday because he's bloody sunburnt, he's exhausted, he's tired, he's been lifting things overhead the whole day. He does not want mm. to do an overhead squat, or he does not want to do CMJ on that day. He'll do it another day, you know. So then it's like, oh, okay, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's 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 literally like even if he even if he sees the importance of it, he's like, I don't care. Yeah, I'm exhausted. And- <laughs> And some of these boys, at the end of the day, they're not pro. Like they are, some of them are getting paid, yeah. um, and th- th- they're here to play rugby. Do you know what I mean? Like even though the testing's a benefit, their mindset is: look, I'm playing rugby. I'm exhausted. I've just finished work. I've I've got kids that have just been keeping me up because they're still in that boundary where the kids are probably just still really young because um, they're still like only in their thirties. So it's just it's very difficult mm. to be like, no, but look, you promised at the start. You'll be like, mate, my hips are you know, like I am dead and I'm like, okay, yeah, fair, but they're all pretty good. I haven't had any instances like that, but if there were, that's how I'd react in a way. I'd be like, okay, look, this is, so we'll save that for another day or something, you know, because it's flexible because I don't want to be the guy that's just, you know, some SNC coach who's being a Nors and the keynote that's taking it so serious to the extent where I start breaking relationships before the season's even bloody started. Cause then that's just even more detrimental to getting just a one cmj jump on that day yeah <laughs> every the clubs in tatters, I got... everything's on fire and i'm stood there with my jump mat like please mate just jump you're ha- you're happy because you got your cmj 
the clubhouse is burning down. Everyone hates everyone. Yeah. You're happy though. Hey, I got all my yeah, movement jobs. I'm good. packing up my car. I'm like, yeah, baby. <laughs> Put in the data, and I've got like Dangerous Woman by Ariana Grande. Dangerous Woman, <laughs> and I'm there like this. Yeah, yeah, Man, yeah. It's, uh... That's hilarious. No, that's really cool though, because yeah, I think that'll help you even go. It'll. I'm so interested to see what it's going to be like and what like, you're going to see and what you're going oh, to yeah, learn definitely. At, at the Chiefs. What we'll see part, how it compares massively. Yeah. Or, and like, because talking to, talking to you now, hearing like, you have to take so many things into consideration outside of rugby that like I didn't really think of until you were speaking of it. So it'd be so interesting yeah. to see what kind of challenges they face at a pro level, which will be very, maybe different than at, at the level you're working at now, or maybe they're the same. Like maybe people still do come and they're like, man, like I know it's important, but like I just had a terrible day at home or whatever it is or at work or I don't know. Maybe are all of the players on the chiefs, like full-time rugby players, or do they also, some of them have jobs. So they're all full time. I know? think majority are full time. Right. Majority are full time. So, um, yeah. I, I, it'll be it'll be interesting to see the difference, and uh, it, you know, and then to be fair, that's something I could bring back myself. Yeah, or like how that how, how the have, SNC, how the SNC coach like deals, deals with a foot over there. You know, yeah. like how does that that SNC deal with people not wanting to do it or like talking to the coach about I really want to like implement this testing or this testing or like dealing with with like a coach or players who don't really see the value in it and don't really want to do it. Like, yeah, you know. Yeah, no, 100 percent. And yeah, but I love it, though. I love the little hurdles. If it, it would have been so boring if he went, look, just get on with it. We've got it the whole hour. It's going to be great. I would have been like, oh, well hopefully something breaks so then i can figure that one out on the day um nah but like it's it's nice that's why i love snc coaching you know like it's all like sport because nothing goes to plan you know yeah. you don't set out and go we're going to win this season and you win that season do you it's very rare that happens so it's lovely yeah. to just deal with all the challenges that come and yeah see if you can fix something because that's one thing i'm you know i'd love to aspire to do is have a program make it your own and then you know, like just be able to leave that place and be like, oh, they're still doing what I started off. It's so yeah. bloody good. Stop yeah. it. Um, but little things like that. That's why I love sport. Would you do, would you, looking back now, um, kind of how you set it up, what you've been doing, how you pitched it to the players, how you talked to Seb about it, would you change anything moving forward? Do you like wish, oh, I, I wish I had like whatever. I've still got pieces of data to collect actually so i'm still not finished really so, but um okay well up till now would you i guess more in the like how you pitched it to players and the coaches um or how you set it up and how you went about it would do you think looking back at it like oh actually maybe i could have pitched it in this way better or had like a little bit more information about this movement to make sure that i was getting it right or actually maybe next time i wouldn't do this one or whatever yeah, so the main the, I'd keep everything that I've done now. The main difference that I'd do is essentially have I'd, I'd make sure that we have a testing day. So I'd use that Saturday idea. That's the only thing I'd change. Because yeah. if we can't do the Saturday idea, then I'd keep everything the same that I've been doing now, if you get me. So yeah. it's sort of give or take with each of those 
sort of sites. Yeah. 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 So have a um, testing day and try to do that instead of like trying to squeak it in while you're doing training. Do you think yeah, yeah. Seb, do you do you think Seb would go for that? Do you think the players would go for that? A testing so day. It, Seb, Seb Seb would love to do it, but he also understands the players. Yeah, you know, he also understands the players, and yeah, it's not like he's against testing. It's just he knows how difficult it is to get all the players down at a given time or point. Mm. So it's like, you know, we'll, we'll see, and we'll I'll pitch it to some of the players and see what they feel. Um, but then again, they'll say yes now. But when it comes down to next year, will it be the same? Um, yeah and i guess these things like take time as well like maybe hopefully hopefully the testing you know if you've done it right and all that like you'll get value from it and the coaches will get value from it and then the players will as well over the year and then maybe next year when it comes around again it'll be like oh actually whoever will like oh actually they use this data and it helped me in whatever like making me better at sprinting or finding ways where i needed to improve or help me when i was injured or if it's not them like one of my teammates actually got to use that data because he was injured and it actually helped him. And then, so maybe next year, because they've experienced, I guess the value that you can get from it, they wouldn't, they'd be like more on board with it maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, like one thing looking at the um, data now that I can give a little insight off the top of my head is that one of our, one of our forwards got four minutes and 39 seconds for the Bronco, which is bloody, bloody quick, but he's like a little fitness freak. Um, so like, that's one thing that he'll be an outlier for, mm. for, for, from the rest of the forwards. And I'm expecting that because I know who he is. Another bit of data, we did right leg, single leg jump and left leg, single leg jump. One of the boys got 50 centimeters, 0.76 on his one leg and then 43.03 on his other leg. That's good. That's 50 seven... centimeters on one leg. Yeah. Jeez. And then, What's it? But that's a seven centimeter difference, you know, mm. on um on that. Whereas others got one minute, one centimeter difference, and then one of the boys got seventy three point one five centimeters for his counter movement jump, um, and he's a winger, you know, he's a winger, so that's to be expected. And to be fair, one of the coaches got sixty point one four. He weighs like I think he said one hundred twenty kilograms, and he's six foot seven, so that's decent. Oh, that's a big, 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 big effort from the boy. Um, but yeah, no. And then one guy, even though he smashed the Bronco, he got the quickest time for the Bronco. He got 55.12 centimeters on the on a single leg counter movement jump. Not single leg, just a counter movement jump. So it's like, mm. it's going to be fun once I get all this data together and then highlight where they're lacking or where their weakness is. Yeah. I guess, it's up, I guess it's up to you, isn't it? To like, to then use the data in a way that gives them value from it so that they see it. Yeah. You just need to like during the year speak about how whatever you're doing came from the testing as much as possible. Well, they'll, they'll know the <laughs> Bronco know I mean? will be. The sort of the tempo running will do is will definitely come from uh, the the Bronco. So they'll see that and then the sprint testing, I can just use that to compare and all of that stuff. It'll 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 be good. Um but yeah, so like way or nay testing, I'd say that's a way. You've got to go testing, baby. Um, <laughs> but what way or we had another way or nay, didn't we, David? We did, yeah. We'll finish it off with a way or nay. That was great, though. That was really interesting to listen to the <laughs> testing. 
testing stuff like what you've learned how you did it like the challenges you faced i'm so so interested to see how that goes over the year and then see what you learn in new zealand of like the differences or like things that you would maybe i wonder if after looking at new zealand and learning from there if if you come back and be like actually next year i would do it a little bit different or like pitch it differently Mm. or you know it's it's weird because even though i knew i was going to speak about testing today i didn't know i was going to go that in depth or i had the ability to go that in depth because i didn't really reflect until now about all of that stuff so it is important to reflect like i always say yeah yeah i think it's pretty cool though when we do chat chat about stuff because like like you said we think like oh yeah i'll just be like a really quick child just talk about this and then all of a sudden like we start talking about it's like oh yeah but then this happened and this actually this is why i did it or i i wonder about that you know yeah (laughs) and then it's 40 minutes later and we haven't even got to anything else (laughs) (laughs) true true go right way way or way or nay of the week so way or nay squats and deadlifts are the only core exercise you need way or nay matt nay nay Nay, he says. Nay. Nay, he says. All right, expand on that. Actually, because I feel like it, it, you can say it depends, but I feel like in all, more instances where it depends, it's a nay than a way. Do you get me? Yeah. Because an athlete would not be doing deadlifts in order to build up their core, because in order to do, um, do you know what I mean? Like in order to be deadlift, like how many high-level athletes do you see deadlifting doing a sumo or a strict deadlift no they're busy doing other exercises do you get me mm. like i wouldn't be and i wonder how i wonder how heavy you'd have to go for deadlifts and squat as well to make it that's like, what i mean i, I yeah it's tough though because like obviously for deadlift was i think over 75 percent of your max is when you start to automatically valsalva i mm. think it is so like for anyone who doesn't know that's like when you breathe brace by breathing into your stomach and yeah bearing down <laughs> oh david dash that made me light i did not enjoy that <laughs> yeah i think it's like 70 percent. so like how how high or how hard do you have heavy do you need to squat for it to actually be a good core exercise and then do you know what i mean and then like say a rugby lad who's or, or say like an american football player or rugby lad would you get them going really heavy on a back squat during like an in season when their lower back's already ruined right you would right. because you wouldn't be making them doing a deadlift would you you, you wouldn't make a rugby player or someone do a deadlift because that just puts yeah. immense strength stress on their back so then they just do a a, a, a core exercise at the end of a superset do you know what i mean mm. yeah 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 but what about what about like so that's for athletes. What about just regular kind of people who want to get athletically in shape? Yeah. So say, so say if like you've got some power lifters or that just going into, or, or yeah, someone trying to get into or shape, just like general the, fitness. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Don't, I'd say there's, there's no, there's no point because you can, why would you go, you could still do deadlifts and back squat and you can go really heavy, but then you just, you can supplement it later with a little quick ab core exercise which would yeah. actually do instead of getting 30, so say it's like, let's say it's a 90, 10% split. So you're getting 10% of core whilst doing a 90%, whilst doing hundred percent of a deadlift. Right. So that 90% is going straight into the lower back and all that. Instead of having 10% of a core, just do a bloody whole, like a, a little core bit at the end where you can get hundred percent core out of it. Mm. You get me? Yeah. Like there is, it's like, yeah, yeah, probably, yeah, yeah. Mm. 
Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I think I would agree. I think, yeah, like core dead, I mean, sorry, deadlifts, squats, farmers carries, things or things where like single hand farmers carries where you're off balance, where it's trying to pull you in one direction or like single, single leg RDLs, really great for the core. Mm. But also like, but I think you do need to work on your core specifically, or it's a good idea to do that to strengthen just your core. Because also like, what if you're, what if you have a weak core anyways, you know, like then your core is limiting you in all of these movements. Like it would make sense then then to like work on that specifically to get stronger for other exercises where you need it. Yeah. A hundred percent. Nah. So yeah, that's, uh, that's that. So nay. 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 I think core, like, yeah, squats, all that functional movements are great for core. Like do them. Absolutely. Don't just do just, you know, planks and a million crunches, but I would tilt oh, the camera great. down, but awesome. Uh, it's a, it's a proper lockdown zoom call situation right down there. So I will pull, <laughs> be tilting the camera down. I was, I was also thinking earlier, I was like, Matt, you're, you're looking small again. <laughs> and I almost said something that's so funny. Nice. Um, oh man. Yeah. Well, that was, that was all, that was great. Appreciate you sharing uh, everything about testing. Really interested. Really interesting. We got we got one more episode while the while Matt is in the UK and then he's flying off to New Zealand for his big adventure. Um, so that's exciting. But if you've enjoyed the podcast, make sure to let us know. Hit a hit. Head over to YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on Instagram. Let us know what you think in the comments section below we'd love to hear from you where you're listening from what you like about it what you want to hear more of in the show do you have a way or nay that you'd want to pitch to us that'd be great um yeah really appreciate everyone who's followed along with us thus far we're really excited to see what happens in the next few months with matt specifically and the show in general um yeah but but really really excited matt you want to take us out This has been the RSS Podcast. We're out.